Alrighty, everyone. Welcome back to the Pals Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Liorti. And this was my first episode back doing the pod solo. Um, not going to lie, I was insanely nervous. Um, and just to give you guys a little bit of idea, I'm going to be doing quick little intros before every episode. I'll give you a little rundown who the who the guest was, what they do, maybe highlight anything's happening in the world, maybe like a three or four minute intro every single time. So you guys know what to expect in the episode. If you don't like listening to it, then you can skip it. If you like, if it sounds interesting, then you can listen to the whole thing. But um, this week we had Stacey Ryan on. She is the, I guess, dubbed the queen of jazz talk. Uh, she blew up on TikTok a little a uh, little while ago when she did an open verse challenge or uh, open verse challenge to one of her songs and it literally went mega mega viral it's called don't text me when you're drunk uh it got released she's been doing some amazing things uh she had a residency in the states at sunrose uh in la she t- she's currently on the peace love and pluto tour with jake wesley rogers uh, she was just in toronto last week for that which was super cool i actually didn't get to attend the show I was tied up, but she was literally amazing. She had a long day of promo too. Uh, she was like, you, you could, I, my contact at Universal told me that she was just like running on two hours of sleep and she still came in there, brought the energy. Her personality was amazing. She's such a lovely person. To be honest, I actually probably sucked in that episode because I was nervous. That was the first time I was doing a podcast solo, knowing I was doing it solo. Like I was having technical difficulties. If you watch on YouTube, like I apologize in advance. I'm like half in the shot. I was just, I was nervous. I was setting up by myself. I kind of just sucked. It's, it's a nightmare, but it's part of the, it's part of the whole, sh- the story in the show with me. It, it is what it is, but she was great. She's actually playing in, um, in a festival in Spain, mad cool festival in Spain. She was on the James Corden show. I didn't even get to talk to her about that, but that was super cool too. Uh, we, t- we ended up chatting a lot about TikTok and like social media uh, because a lot of her career success is, is from that viral moment. And, uh, it's it's cool to just talk about that. She got like 1.5 million followers on TikTok. She does like millions of monthly listeners on Spotify. She's got a bunch of new new stuff happening. The tour is really cool. She toured in North America right now, like I said with Jake Wesley Rogers. Then she's touring in the summer, uh, spring summer in Europe. She's got like a two three week gap. So she's really excited. And she was a little uh, honestly a little bundle of fun. So Stacy, I apologize for not being my best version of me. Usually I'm really good at this. Uh, I was a little bit nervous, uh, if you could tell, if you couldn't, I don't know. Uh, but I appreciate you. Thank you for being so amazing. Uh, and to the listeners, <clears throat> sorry, if you're going to listen, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Share this with your friends. Um, follow us along at the Pals Podcast on all socials if you want to follow me at your pal Rick. Uh, and other than that, let's jump right into this. Let's go. Dude, Why did I is, not know this? This is our first time actually recording. I keep saying we because I used to do this with my buddy. Right. I guess I now. George. This is yeah, George. This is the first time we've done it here. Or I've done it. I guess we, me and you now. Mm-hmm. We used to have a studio and we'd bring people like after a full day of media, Stop. and we'd literally. <gasps> I don't want to say turn up because it might get the Universal people in trouble. But we you used would to have like a good time. We used to drink. That sounds so. We fun. used to drink. And it's nice because you have a full day of doing this, right? You've been like, okay, tell us about the new single. Yeah, now you're like, I need a drink. Literally. Yeah. I remember, who was it? Oh, you weren't there. Uh, do you know New Hope Club? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so they came on the pod and oh, cool. they had a full, they were just here for promo, no tour, no nothing. Mm-hmm. 
They sat down. One guy, we're like, here's a bottle of vodka. Like, pour however much you want. Oh, a vodka. I think he poured like third of the glass of vodka. Ugh. I don't want to say who, just in case he listens and get it, I get him in trouble or something. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. What's your, what's your go-to drink? Uh, gin tonic. Gin and tonic. Yeah. Really? Or I feel like it's like a Montreal beer. thing, though. Maybe. I really like a good IPA. Okay. What's your favorite one? Um, I really like. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, there's a couple from some local breweries, like in my. Like my town where I'm from. You're just um, outside Montreal, right? Yeah, Vaudreuil, Dario. Yeah. I okay. don't know if you kn- if anyone knows where that is, but um, I there's this one in LA. I don't know if it's LA based, but it's called Elysian Space Dust. It's a good hazy. Where in LA? Um, I'm just in like North Hollywood. Okay, but like well, I, I don't know if the brewery is there. But like that's one that I feel like I only see in LA is Elysian Space Dust, okay. and it's great. Is that part? Do you, wait, what's your rider? Um, I do have a bottle of gin with tonic on my rider, but as an opener, you don't really tend to get no. a rider. Cause like, I mean, you could put it into the budget, but like there are many other important things you could spend it on yeah. while you're opening a tour. Um, but when I do my own shows, gin and tonic is on the rider for okay. sure. With like chips and salsa. Like what my kind favorite. Of chips? Tostitos. Yeah, okay. The best. I if I was a musician, what would my rider be? I'd have the most ridiculous rider. I mean, you can kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. That's the fun part. Well, you were playing a bunch in LA, right? Sun, the Sunrose? Yeah, I did a residency How was in that? January. It was fire. Three it, three shows a week, right? Uh, Three shows once every, once a week for three weeks. Oh, okay, so gotcha. like three Thursdays in a row oh, okay. I played. And it was cool because like the shows just kept like getting bigger and bigger. Like I feel like at each show we were like more people than the last one. And it was just awesome. I had never done something like that. It's awesome. I was uh, I was in LA a couple weeks ago, and I basically spent most of my time in West Hollywood. Is West that, Hollywood's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. like there's funky shows there. Actually, one of the Universal people was playing out there while I was there. Asia, Aya, can't remember her name, but she was out there while I was out there. She like messed me. She said, "Come to the show." I was like, "Ah." Oh. It's tough because there's so much. Maybe she's not with Universal then. Whoops. <laughs> I mean, Universal is such a giant. Like, there's so many people. Okay. And how Universal. long have you been with Universal for? Uh, I signed with Island in February of last year. Okay. So, like, kind of near the ending of COVID. I, I don't mean, has it really ever ended? Uh, to me, it's um, it, All I know is that it was February. So, it's been, like, a year since I've... I mean, a little bit over a year now, but a year since I signed. I wanted to ask, and it's nice that I get... To, so, I do a little bit of TikTok on the side, too. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not a TikToker. But I wanted to ask, what was the feeling when you first, like that first viral moment for you? I mean, it's, it depends because there was like my first ever like sort of viral video, which like that means my first video to get over like actually what 50, do you consider? I was just going to say, what do you consider viral? I took a shot of gin when I, when my first video hit 50,000 views, not my first video, when first of my videos hit 50,000 views. I was like, this is big. This what is was huge. it? Which one was it? I, it's so funny. I had just started like using a sound interface and plugging like a mic in and like making like trying to make good quality sounding videos. And this video that got, I think it ended up getting like 500,000 views at like at the end of its prime was me sitting in my closet at 3 a.m. singing If I Ain't Got You to like a karaoke backing track playing off my iPad. And I was like whispering because it was three in the morning. And you didn't want to piss off your parents. And I didn't like my sister's room. Like our we we our rooms are connected by like the closet wall. So she like if her closet door is open, like she could definitely hear me. And that's the video that like kind of goes viral. And it's like I'm not like mad. It's just funny that like I spent all this all this time on these good sounding. Well, they're not good sounding, but like 
what I thought was yeah, good. Yeah, you tried sounding. hard. I You're tried. Like, I tried this my one's, best. This one's going to go viral. 5,000 views. Yeah. Some random one in your closet. Yeah. 100,000 or whatever. And that was like the first time I was like, this is cool. And I remember the first video to hit a million was a a riff medley that I created because it was like a bunch of riffs that were trending on TikTok. You know, like the one from Burlesque with Christina Aguilera and like, of course, a bunch of Beyonce riffs, Tori Kelly. So I like compiled them all into like one giant like medley where they like it, they basically never stopped. Their riffs just all flowed into each other. And I remember like people started like doing the challenge that I had made. And that video got over a million views. And I was like, this is crazy. My first video to ever hit a million. Like, For anyone who says it's not cool to have a video go viral, like I know people say, oh, it's whatever, blah, blah. Nah, no. it's cool. It's cool. It feels it's, really it's great. A, it's an insane feeling. Yeah. Like when you do a million or something, I, it's, what's your biggest one? Uh, my biggest one is, let me get the facts right. Pulling up the facts. Um, oh, this microphone is making face ID not work. Um. The biggest video was me duetting Zai, who okay. is on Don't Text Me When You're Drunk, because he duetted my video. So it's like the three, right? Correct, yeah. yeah. yeah so I that has 24.8 million views. Yeah. When you have one of those, it's just wild. It was so... Like every time you open your phone, it's 99. 99 plus. All the time. Like, like I remember during that moment, like during that time with the Open Verse Challenge, and I was getting tagged in videos and comments, and like, I would clear my notifications it would go back to zero and it would be back at 99 within like by the time you like literally finish scrolling you yeah. like scroll one yeah. one video boom 99 yeah basically wow. it was like i had never seen that before and i'm like this is so wild and it took a long time to like go down which like i was just kind of like again i didn't really have too many expectations going into this because i didn't want to be like oh it's going to be viral for three weeks and stay at the top and keep getting the amounts of views that it's getting because i just was like riding the high at this moment that i didn't even expect would happen and it was it was great i remember like feeling just it was cool i remember being like that this is really cool like i'm enjoying this moment and then all You're of a like, sudden mom, it mom, felt mom, 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 yeah oh my parents go look, go look. my parents were looking on their own accord like they were they were so involved they were so excited that this was happening and it didn't feel like anything had really changed until i started getting like hit up by like major record labels in my email inbox they're like hey this is so and so from republic records and i'm like I was like, my brain just did not compute. I was like, I forward them all to my manager and I was like, let's do something about this. And within like a month I was signed. It's actually crazy the power of TikTok now. It is like crazy. You, you see all, like so many artists and like yourself, all, one video can literally change your life. It That's what happened to me. And it's like, yeah, it's so many times you, you see things and then you have some like the old school people say, ah, I'm not getting on TikTok. I'm not getting on TikTok. Okay, well, you've made it. You've had your time. Right. Now it's like all, so many songs are getting, are going off. Uh, was a Fleetwood Mac one last year? Uh, Dreams. Was that the one with the uh, skateboarder? The, the, the cranberry juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song hit like, I think, cr like cracked the top 10 billboard. Yeah. Randomly. Like 40, like 50 years or it came out in the 70s. I don't know. I think TikTok is awesome that way that it brings back and uh, has a chance for people who may never like be discovered to have a shot but at the same time I feel like the music industry has changed so much that now if you're not promoting your your music on TikTok what are you doing how are you promoting it exactly like who's still putting up posters on like old it, buildings exactly and stuff? so I feel like now it feels that it's become a pivotal part of like like any artist's career you know like I see people saying oh um like 
putting a video up and saying my label won't let me release the song until I have this many pre-saves or until yeah, I go viral on TikTok. Though? Do you think that's so fake? So I think a lot of that is like scripted a lot of the time because it's marketing techniques. Like I see the back end. I see what what ideas get thrown around, like what like say, hey, this worked for this person. Why don't we do it? And I some of these ideas are great. Like I think they're cool. They're like quirky and different. But it's also like something I try to do a lot is stay true to what I would normally do. And like I just want people to not lose sight of like who I was coming into this. And like me especially. Like I don't want to lose sight of myself and like what rings true to me. So like I just want to keep like I guess be as authentic as possible and not like sell out. I guess if you want to put well, it. If you want to say I don't know a better word. Yeah so. it, it's tough because you see what works you see the trends and you see this and like i do it on a on a very small scale and, and funny enough you mentioned how like your parents are watching my dad was the first person to text me when i hit 200k that's so cute he's just like congrats on 200k i was like you're what? even on tiktok <laughs> what but it's so funny because you follow the trends and it's like oh do this because you know you can get a, a quick like viral video mm -hmm. like, you see that remember the stupid boat one with the titanic song yeah and they're just in this tiny little oh, like oh, green screen like, boat yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh it's like fuck okay you kind of do you do it and sell out to get those views because your numbers were slowing down last week mm -hmm. or do you stick true and keep like pumping out the, the same content right yeah it definitely um is a very not a not a tough situation but like sometimes tiktok is like amazing and it's helping you out and then other times you just feel like you're getting like beaten down by it oh. because you think that like oh they're not seeing my video none of my fans are seeing my videos is it on me is it on the app is it on the algorithm like you truly will never know well sometimes sometimes i feel like you can learn a little bit right like sometimes you you put a video like okay this one i, I used a good hook like i you you did something good in the middle and then you ended it properly or whatever like i don't mm -hmm. know what your formula what you do yeah but there's so many times i'm like okay this one i'm using an educated guess that this is going to do well other ones you're just like sometimes you get lucky sometimes you don't right but it, it's tricky. Do you see, well, are you following what's happening to TikTok in the States? Uh, I have seen a little bit. I've been like on tour, so I haven't really dived in. I saw the CEO of TikTok in like the press conference with the guy who was asking him about like, oh, if TikTok is connected to my Wi-Fi yeah. network, will TikTok have access to every device? And, and the guy, like the CEO was like, what, what are, are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I've seen. Though. Yeah, really it's uh, long story short. Basically, it's a bunch of like old men that have no idea what TikTok even is. Exactly. And like the CEO, they didn't even let him talk. But it might get banned in the States now, which is like crazy. Yeah, they said they would do that. I don't think so. Do you? I don't think so. No. I, and it's I mean, too big. There's too many it, people on it. Exactly. There's like, this is the the biggest social, well, one of the biggest social media platforms in the world. I think it, I think it is the biggest. I think it is, I yeah. Think TikTok's literally number one. Yeah, they have like over like a quarter of a million users or billion. Yeah. A quarter of a billion. I think it's over. That. I think Maybe. in, in the states there are like a hundred million alone. Damn. I don't see know. See how many users. See, this are is on where TikTok. I need Danny. So Danny's usually kind of like yeah, off screen. She would have been and like, like, she's already googling right, it, just like, oh yeah. By the way, there's like 200, 250 million. Yeah, she was right. Or Rick, and she loves to call me out when I'm wrong too. Oh. Um, I just say, I, I don't think they can ban it. I think it's like a third of the pop, like the world population's on it. Yeah. It's like 200 billion or something. It has oh, over 1 billion users. 1 billion users? Okay, That's crazy. Yeah, I said 200 billion. Not even 200 billion people. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I, I hope it doesn't get bad, but if it does, what, whatever. We're going to have to adapt. Yeah, it's like, know? again, Instagram Reels and all those other things. Everything's, too. yeah, they're all, but see, like, they're all following TikTok's TikTok. formula. TikTok was like, 
wait, let me ask you, did you like the old Instagram better or the new Instagram better? Like the old one where it was all pictures and like highlights of people's lives or the new TikTok where it's like reels and fake I TikTok. Definitely when Instagram um I don't mind it. You're, sorry, you're like 23? Two. 22, okay. So like I remember when they started putting reels, I was like, oh, that's cool. I can post like longer videos and like vertical and like maybe reach a new audience, but still keeping what makes Instagram Instagram, like the photos and the scrolling. But it was when they changed their like, um, uh, like their app, what do you call it? Like just like the way it looks. And it the was like you would, yeah. the interface, that's exactly what I was looking for. And when you would scroll like it wouldn't be the picture with like the the text like the caption and the comments it was like taking up the full screen or something or you'd swipe and it would like lock onto the picture i remember everyone hating it and they changed it back yeah they changed it back now but again it's still like promoting videos yeah it's i miss the days when you know twitter was just a texting like 150 character app instagram was photos Mm -hmm. whatever snapchat was for Whatever Snapchat's for talking privately to your friends. Yeah, and then yeah. Now there's like t- there's like TV shows being made on Snapchat. On, it's crazy. Well, even like TikTok too. Now it's like they're promoting ten minute long videos or whatever. I find that hilarious because TikTok was the app to go to watch five second videos and not pay attention. Ten to fifteen anything. seconds, and you but swipe then, in ten minutes. You've watched a hundred. Exactly, but now people are like, we want longer videos. Or, like, we want to be able to post longer videos, to watch longer videos, but then you post longer videos and no one watches them. It's, like, a weird... I feel like it's con- it's a constant struggle, almost. It, it is. Like it's it's a constant battle it's trying to figure it out. It's never black and white. It's never, like, oh, this is going to work and that's not, and this is why we did this or chose to do this. But I think, going back to Instagram, I do think reels are more consistent than tiktok okay why is my that? views are much more consistent on my reels and like i'll be getting like 50 to 80 to 100,000 views on every reel and i have 167,000 followers on instagram and as of recently i have like 1.5 million followers on tiktok and my videos won't even crack 10k views in a week and my content i'm not like saying it's the best i've ever created but it's, you're consistent I'm trying to be. It's really hard on tour. I'm trying to post once a day. Yeah. Sometimes I don't. But it's still like 1.5 million followers to not even getting 10,000 views. So let me ask you, do you think it's because on Instagram, we all scroll through our feed? Mm-hmm. Where I don't know about you. I'm never on the Explore page on Instagram, like ever. Re- like unless I'm searching for yes, something. If exactly. I'm like, Re- you know, go, I need yeah. a new pair of Nikes. Okay, yeah. Nike, mm-hmm. white shoes, whatever. Mm-hmm. TikTok, I don't think I ever go to the following section. I'm always on the for so you page. So that's what, but that's what make that's what also at the same time makes TikTok great. Yeah, because that's how do you discover people you didn't know. But it's when TikTok is like, oh, well, I'm not going to put your video on the for you page or your like, videos you, on the for you yeah. page for like a month. Yeah, deal with it. Feel like I'm not saying feel worthless and feel like your content is crap, but. Basically it's kind of hard no, yeah. not to think that way. It's tough because they give you that like dopamine and that like high early on. Yeah. I think anyone who's ever downloaded TikTok and posted 100 videos has one video that hit like 50K. At least, yeah. So they get that dopamine, you get that high. And then everyone says, oh, like it's easy to, it's easy to go viral. Okay, well do it. Do it consistently. Right. Everyone can get one. Mm-hmm. But it's tough to do it over the long period of time. Yeah. Like there's months you go and you're just killing it. Every video's hitting 100k. Yeah. And Every then video's you're going in the viral. Slump. Exactly. And then boom, you hit a month where it's like, hey, I didn't post consistently. I wasn't engaging with other people. Yeah. And you're you're not cracking 10k. You're like, no. what? The, it's the exact same content. 
Exactly. Do you ever do you ever have a couple in the vault where you know will go viral? Right now, no, because I've just been on tour. Yeah, like that's definitely. also the other hard thing is that like I want to live in this moment of the tour and be present, but I can't not post on social media. I need to keep promoting my music. I need to it's keep part of the job, peop- yeah. I, keep, I keep my name in people's mouths, you know, and the only way is being consistent. But it's hard to balance everything at once. You know, like running your social media. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a full time job, but like uh, there are people takes, who will argue that it is a full time. It job. is, you know, and like if you're doing that, but then also on a five and a half week long tour, and you're living on a bus with ten people, and you don't have a space to record a TikTok or a space, even a quiet moment to like pick up your guitar and play it, because then you're in sound check, and then you're in the green room, which you're sharing with ten people. You know, like it's been really hard, and I just wanted to be on the tour and that's it but like i can't just think about that is this your first like real real tour Mm -hmm. okay so again you want to enjoy it and exactly and like the people that i'm with are amazing like they're such a good crew like i'm i'm happier than i've been like yeah tour has been awesome and i wanted to but then like oh you got to post on tiktok and then i do and they get no views so like it just doesn't make me want to post more but i know like you can't fall into that trap oh exactly because the way to get out of it is to be consistent with high quality content yeah it's 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 like a vicious circle yeah it's tough because i completely see what you're saying like even again i'm i'm not even even in your league in terms of like tiktok or anything but like you want to be in the summertime like i hate posting the summer i'd Mm -hmm. rather just be out and about with my friends drinking having a good time like doing other things yep and I don't want to sit and like, I do in a lot of car room, talk. Yeah. I don't want to have to go back into my car to this or like get ready with me. It's like, no, I want to get ready in five minutes so I can go out and meet my friends. I don't yeah. want to sit and do this. Mm-hmm. In the winter, it's a little different because you got nothing better to do. But then again, the lighting's bad. It's like, oh. Tell me about it. Yeah, that's that's this little contraption actually oh. dope for me. Yeah. Uh, what's it? Okay, well, I feel like we should we'll get off to TikTok, go back to uh, music. What's mm. that? What's the tour been like? Highs, lows? I honestly was kind of nervous going into it because uh last summer 2022 i like traveled the most i had ever traveled in like a span of time and i was like you know like in for music or for pleasure for music okay like yeah i remember i was in la and then i had just moved well I moved to LA. I'm doing air quotes. No one can see me doing that. Well, They'll unless they you. can. Um, I like started my move in June. I signed a lease, um, but I still wasn't. Wait, like, did you have a visa when you did it? Or? I did not. That's okay. why. So I'm that's like, why it's an air quote. You know. You know. Exactly. Um, Our time. Exactly. So I had just like got my place with my roommate, and then that was like June first, and then June twenty third, I was back home rehearsing for the jazz festival in montreal which i was about to play and then we rehearsed for like 10 days straight played two shows and then i flew to the uk to play a festival and then i flew to germany in between to do some promo stuff like kind of what we're doing right now then flew to paris for a show flew back to la like after an 11 hour flight and then flew to san fran the next day like it was like the most condensed part of like travel that I have ever done and it like severely affected my mental health because I just felt so like unsettled living out of a suitcase and like I was with people I really trusted and that I felt very safe with but like I just like a lot of stuff like I just you know I just didn't feel grounded I felt so lost and I was like in a different hotel room every two days and like 
I, I'm a huge homebody and I like to be in my space and like have a routine and not having that was like very hard on me. And it took me a lot of time to like recover and like just get back into like my normal way of living. And after that, everything was fine. You know, I traveled, I went to Asia, I went home and it was getting like easier to do. So I'm like, but doing this long tour after that had really affected me being gone that long a year ago, I didn't know. I was nervous. I didn't know what to of expect. Course. It, it would be nerve wracking. Right. And then I started it and I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever done because yeah, we're changing cities every two days, but we have, we're on a bus. So like that bus is, is my little home for now, you know? So like we come back to the bus, all our stuff's in the bus. You have your bunk, you have your space, you know, it's not like having your own room in your house, but like, it's still, it had that effect on me. And then the people that I'm with are also amazing and playing live shows every two days and like that's your job you play a 30 minute set I get to watch Jake's show every night or every night that we play and it's just been like I never want the tour to end and I I'm so glad to hear myself say that considering how I had no idea how it was going to go before you know before I started when you did like even before you were talking like air quotes on recovery like mm. your recovery before because it was tough it's not even air quotes it is whenever you're not in your like routine or you're not doing something that you're consistently doing, it's so tough on you. Like not just like mentally and physically, it's just so exhausting on you because you're not in that routine. You're not in your safe space. You're, mm -hmm. you're not yeah. doing the things that you normally do. Yeah. You could be doing what you love with people you love. But again, if you're but not, it's, yeah, it's, it's not home. Mm -hmm. you're and right. that's why even like you're on a bus, like you said, it, at least you have your bunk, you yeah. got your space. Again, mm -hmm. it's not much, but that's but your it does, space. It does the job. Every night you put your head on your pillow, you yep. got your little space. Mm hmm. And that definitely has helped. I think if we were like driving between hotel rooms and just like staying in hotel rooms every night, I think that would have been crazier because like you check just, in, check out. Exactly. That's all you do. You bring your suitcase up, you bring your suitcase down. Like we keep our suitcases like under the bus. So if you just got to get something, you just go right out, grab it back in. And I think that's really had a positive or has made me have a more positive outlook than I maybe would have expected on the tour. And it makes me excited for future tours. Every tour is different. Depends on who you go with. Depends where you're going. Depends if are you in a bus, are you in hotel rooms, are you flying? Like, but I feel like for my first full length tour, I couldn't have asked for like better circumstances. That's amazing. What's been the highlight of the tour so far? Cause you're what? Halfway through? Uh, we're more than halfway through. We finish on April 13th and we started Feb 24th. Oh, so yeah, you're definitely more than halfway through. You're yeah, and end. I'm honestly sad. I don't want it to end. But I think a highlight that sticks out to me was in Columbus. And, you know, I, I know, Columbus. right? Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't expect much. And also because people coming to the shows a lot of time don't know me beforehand. And I remember I sang Landslide. And, like, they clapped. But then, like, they kept clapping. Like, they went past the clap, 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 done introduce the next song like they just kept going and like that was the first time that I had like they had cheered that long I think like I don't want to say ever but it was like it felt long to me like the time that they were applauding and I just remember being like I'm, I got butterflies you know like it was just like all these people are like so genuinely happy and moved by my song that they clapped for like I don't know like 20 seconds. 20 seconds is a long time if you count it out. Man, think about when you're like not doing anything. 20 seconds is like one, two. I'm not going to count it, but you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, I know. And that really stuck out to me. I remember feeling just like genuine elation 
And in Columbus of all places. And in Columbus, like no hate to Columbus. I was just saying like LA, you know, I would have like, LA was a big room. It was like, was it like 1200 people, a thousand people? And that's hard when I, cause it's just me and my guitarist. So we're just two people trying to like fill these spaces. And sometimes it's cool because the venues are quaint. Like also something that's cool about this tour is that we're playing drastically differently sized venues. So like, you know, we played the Belasco in LA, which is, the cap i think is 15 we played like a uh, an 800 or 1000 cap room in denver and then in salt lake city we played like a 200 cap room in this tiny shack but every show has like these amazing moments that you're like oh in a big ass theater that wouldn't have happened we wouldn't have felt like right next to the audience because we literally were you know so it's been really great well do you prefer the small or the big venues like i love they, asking people they this each question. have their own charm yeah. because like it depends who's at the venue. If you're in a small venue and everyone's just kind of like, meh, that's it. But if you're in a small venue with people who are genuinely excited and happy to be there, you feel it and you feel it close up because like the venue's small. But like same thing with a bigger venue. If you're a thousand people who are like, well, I'm listening to the show, it's great. Cool. But if you're in a thousand people who are genuinely like pumped and it, that is like one of the best feelings ever. I, you yeah, know? I would agree. So it's, like the, it's, crowd, the crowd can make a show. Definitely. Like the, obviously the performers... You guys are the, the main act. They make a huge difference. When the difference. crowd is good, yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Every night I get off, or every night that I play, I get off, and I usually tell Jake and the crew, I'm like, if the, if the audience is like feeling really good and real, I'm like, the audience is great. Like I tell them, and I mean, I've never gotten off stage and been like, damn, that audience sucked. You know, it's but there's just, times there's, you didn't get off and like, uh, correct, yeah, yeah, you know, you just got off and carried on. Exactly. I was like, that was good. I enjoyed my time on stage. You I, know? I love doing what I'm doing. Exactly. Stage, you get and off, that's you're like, it. Wow, that was amazing. I wish I didn't get off. Exactly. What's uh, I love asking artists this. What's your favorite dream? Like, what's your dream venue? Favorite art venue to play? Hmm. Actually, not favorite art venue to play. Dream venue to play. Uh, Madison Square Garden. Okay. It's a big one. It's like a it's like giant 30, one. 30,000? Yeah. It's like the Mecca too, right? The what? It's like the mecca of music, right? Yeah, like and I mean, like, there. just because Billy Joel sells it out, like, until he's gonna die, because he literally says he won't stop, like, and he he'll keep playing until he sells out. Which well, didn't he someone does. just do like ten shows there this year, back to back to back to back to back, or someone? Maybe. Harry Styles. Oh yeah. He Madison Square Garden. Oh. I think he did like ten shows or something. That's so yeah, and then he did like ten shows in L.A. Yeah. That venue's just so it's iconic. You know, or have like you been? Radio City have you Music been, Hall. No, I've never been. You've never been to... Mm-mm. Wow. I've never been inside. I like walked by walked it. Walked by? Okay. But I mean, I've performed in some pretty crazy... Like the Belasco is an amazing venue yeah, never in LA. Heard that. It's like a... It's just very... It's very big. You know, like very tall ceilings. Has like a balcony with like tiered seats. A okay. standing room. Actually... Oh, it's B-Real. Do you want to be in my B-Real right now? <laughs> Why do you like be real? I can't get I can't get behind it. I just think it's fun. I try. I downloaded it for a month, and I try. And I use like, it every day for a month, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't want to see what people are doing right now. I want to see a highlight of people's lives, or a low or a low. Then low, like, stick to Instagram. Yeah, you know, that's what I've been doing. Be real is about like. I mean, I'm not always like. I don't Everybody always post it. Like, nobody really does it on time anyway. And everyone's like, oh, let's get a kind of good one. Are you ready? Slay. Um. <laughs> fun to see like what my friends are doing that's fair and this but is the generation gap between us like we're a decade apart right so i guess i'm aging myself my a background bit here. picture is at the belasco 
Okay. So like you can kind of like, I mean, I could show you that picture without like the timestamp in it, but like that was a really fire venue to play. We played this. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Meow Wolf. So it's like they, I think there's two of them. There's one in San Diego and one in Denver and in Denver, it's, it's, it's like an interactive museum with like art everywhere, but they also have this giant room venue, okay. like has a stage and the there's projections on the ceilings the floors the walls and like a lot of it's interactive like if you walk like light will follow you or something uh, gotcha. it, you know that kind of thing and playing there was like i've never played in a venue like that before it'd be crazy it was it was crazy what's the uh what's your favorite venue you've been to as a guest not as like not performing hmm where have i been oh the troubadour in la iconic venue it's, I was supposed to go there when I was there recently. I never did. Yeah, like I, you know what? Actually, Madison Square Garden's like crazy out of this like world dream that I have. But like the Troubadour is very accessible. But something like a place that I wanted to play for a really long time, and I'm I'm sure I'll be able to play it soon. It's just like one of those iconic LA venues that like it's not the it's biggest like the comedy club. For it's comedians or exactly. Yeah, it's I not the you. most glamorous, but like there's just it has this charm about it. Yeah. I love that. You're off to, so once this tour is done, you're going to another one this summer, correct? Uh, like two weeks after. So like so end of April, uh, beginning European of May. European tour, right? Mm -hmm. Are you excited for that? Well, obviously you're excited. I'm su I'm really excited to just see how different it is from this tour because like obviously Jake and Joshua are two very different artists with two very different uh, Crowns, fan bases, yeah. which I think is just going to be cool because I feel like I could insert myself into, into both, both of those. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how it just like, I don't want to say measures up because I'm not trying to compare them, but I just want to see like how different it is, you know? Well, you, you mentioned you were in, uh, was it Germany last year? Mm -hmm. So now you're going back, you're doing a whole bunch of different places in Europe. Yeah. Which is the city you're most excited for? Probably Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah, I've never been to the no? Netherlands. It's great. I'm. It's beautiful. You and see, again, you just have to just get flowers. a bike. Yeah, you have to get a bike and Ugh. just do, do you have like, do you have time in it or no? Do you have like, are you... Um, I'm not sure. Actually, we just got routing like not too long ago. Hmm. I'm not going to pull it up right now yeah, because I would be like looking through my million group chats to try to find which one they sent the routing in. But we'll probably have like a day, you know, which is definitely not enough time. But I'm going to I have no doubt I'll be back there soon. It's uh, Netherlands is, or especially Amsterdam, Holland, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever the official name is. Yeah. Is one of the coolest cities in Europe. Ooh, like you rent a bike or just get a bike and just bike for hours. Sounds hours. awesome. Food's good. People are nice. And then you have to go to the red light district. It's like nothing you've ever seen in your entire life before. How is what, it? Do you know what it is? No, I don't. I don't know if I can. Uh, fuck oh. it. It's my, I'm on my own podcast anymore. So I can You're say right. Whatever I you can do it. So usually we don't talk about sex <gasps> on the podcast. Oh my God. We're breaking the sex rule. The, the red light district is the sex district, mm -hmm. right? And I've heard about you that can before. literally like you walk through and mm -hmm. it's very it's like you can't miss it it's like literally red lights everywhere yeah and prostitution is legal in amsterdam too gotcha. so like you can literally there's window there's women in windows mm -hmm. and i think they have men too it's not just a woman's just thing for, it's for everyone. and you can just pick who you want pay and go and you're good it's, I mean, it's one of the craziest things and like you can you could literally watch people have sex too so it's funny that we you say that because we were just talking uh me and a couple of people in jake's crew um one of the guys jacob he went to uh, a strip club in greece like a, a long time ago like 10 years ago and it, he just said it was very different from like ones in the u.s 
how European, like, you would go and you literally watch two people have sex with each other on the stage. And everyone would just be like, oh, chilling, talking. Like, it's a very normal thing. And it's just kind of crazy to see how different. Oh, yeah. You know, and how for them, it's like, yeah, cool, normal. Uh, I'll tell whatever. you another story off off air because I want this one I can't tell on air. Mm. <laughs> the Universal people get mad at me or something. Um, but no, Europe is, is amazing, especially when you're going in the spring, summer. And you're playing Mad Cool Festival. Yeah. That's insane. In Madrid in the summer? Like, or what's that, early July, I think? Yeah. Uh, like, oh, I think Kendrick Lamar's on it, 1975, yeah. Rufus. I literally, I think I'm playing like, or something. I think I'm playing at the same, or I'm playing the same day as the 1975. Yeah, so yeah I'll be you like, are, the first Maddie, day, yeah. where are it's you crazy. at? It's crazy. That's amazing. I, uh, I love traveling, to like especially for Europe, for music festivals. I travel mm-hmm. for music in general. I just, I'm like a music lover. Mm-hmm. And I went to uh, Zurich, Switzerland, maybe four or five years ago, and I saw a music festival called Open Air. Nice. And similar kind of vibes. Cool. So, yeah, it was so amazing. So the fact that you get to play one is just insane. I'm also playing the uh, the Montreux Jazz Festival in Switzerland. Okay. Which is, like, iconic. Like, that, all the great musicians have passed through there. I'm not going to lie. Prior to this, I didn't mm-hmm. know much about jazz. That's okay. Yeah, I just, like, I've been Googling it. As long it, as you're also. up to learning about it. Yeah. Well, Open again, you have horizons. to learn a couple things, right? Yeah. And even, your like, your music... I. I know technically it's jazz, but I feel like it's like more poppy than jazz. It's definitely pop music as a whole. Like if you would ask like a musicologist to like say what overall style is this, they would say pop and that's right. But I think what maybe sets my pop music apart from other ones is like just like the little jazz Easter eggs and like theory that I put into this music that if musicians are listening, they're like, whoa, like that's kind of cool what they did there. Like that's a cool little thing. But also regular people are just like, this is a cool song and it has a good hook and I like it, you know? Like, that's like me. Right, exactly. And there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I feel like I just really appreciate all the knowledge like that I, like I learned about jazz and how to like use it that I just want to use it in everything. That's, did I did I read somewhere that you studied music in college? Mm-hmm. Where, where did yeah. You go to so I did uh, a three year CJEP program in okay. jazz interpretation. I don't know if you know. You're, so CJEP is like just a Quebec thing. You okay. go there after high school. Um, you can do a two or three year program. And sorry, and then what you was go it called? CJEP. CJEP. So like C E G E P. It stands for like Center of Education of just like it stands for something. Okay, cool. And basically, out of high school, you go there. Like everyone, it's a. It, Everyone in Quebec is like, oh, very normal. And yet nowhere else in the world does that. Um, so after high school, I did a three-year program, which is like a year longer than like the base program um, in jazz interpretation. So that's why I learned all like my jazz theory. That's when I learned how to like to play with a band for the first time and like record in a studio for the first time okay. and do arrangements and like even learn music on the computer. Like we started learning Ableton as a class like we had we had to take. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, a, uh, it's a music software. And I did those three years and I loved it. I've learned basically everything that I know now I learned there. Um, And then I went on to university in the same program. So I was still doing jazz. Um, But I only got halfway through my bachelor's degree before I stopped to like try to pursue music as a career. And then as soon as I finished my semester, two weeks later, the open verse challenge went up and then everything changed. So like... It's crazy how fast everything happened. Tell me about it. Like, well... (laughs) Like... I had done more in a couple months than I had done in the past like three years at the top of last year. Like it was so crazy. I had never traveled that much. I had never had that many Zoom calls. I had never talked to that many important people before. It was crazy. 
and that's again like kind of bringing it back that's the power of social media right mm. and like yep. you're you're one of the, the best examples of that like even before we met now i knew that song from tiktok yeah not not saying like i was like following or something but again yeah, you, you, you recognize just, that yeah. right i saw your name i was like oh wait. Mm-hmm. and it's uh it's so crazy I, I know we're on a little bit of time crunch before we wrap up i know you have the montreal show coming up is that uh, is that special to you? Because it's kind of like it's not a hometown, but it's kind of hometown it's, show. It's like yeah, I consider Montreal my hometown just because like I grew up right outside of it, and I went to school in Montreal, so like a lot of my friends live there. Um, I'm really excited to be able to go there with this crew because like I get to kind of be like, hey, I'm home. Like, let me show you the spots. Like, let me take you to the good like the good spots to eat, you know? And just like, hey, this is where I like smoked smoked meat or something. Yeah, you know, whatever. Like in this park for the first time or. I just think it's going to feel really good. And I haven't seen my parents in a while. So I'm really excited to see them. And I think the bus is actually like driving sh- right by my like hometown before going. Cause like oh, we're so coming, we're stop, coming from yeah. the West. So we're basically driving right by. Cause I'm like that town right before you get on the Island of yeah, Montreal. Yeah. So like, I think they're just going to drop me off. My parents are going to like come pick me up at like McDonald's or something. That'll be and the best meal you've had in the last like three weeks. I, I don't think I'm going to get McDonald's because my parents are going to, you know what? They're going to cook something for you. They're going to make all my favorite foods. Yeah. Are you an only child? No. I have a brother and sister. And they're both still living at home and they're 27 and 28. So I was like the first one to be like, bye, I'm leaving. To pursue music. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't have to move to the US across the coast to do that. It definitely has made things much, much, much easier. easier, But at the same time, it's been very difficult, you know. Um but no, I'm super excited to go home, sleep in my own bed, you know, just talk to my parents, see them in person um, and then play a show. And it's also really full circle kind of because when I did that short headline run last summer, I did like New York, uh, Montreal, L.A. The venue that we played in Montreal is the same venue that we're playing. So it is a full circle. Moment. It kind of is, you know, like I played a headline show there and I'm opening for someone there. Like, it's just cool. I'm excited that I get to be back. And like the venue's not anything like spectacular or special, but like, you know, it holds some kind of sentimental value. Yeah, of, of course. Of course. And then, uh, yeah, we'll uh, <clears throat> we'll wrap up. You have the show tomorrow. Oh, I guess this will come out after the show's Well, done. I mean, tomorrow. What's the date today? Today's the 29th. The 29th. So the I do have the show tomorrow, tomorrow if today's the 29th, which it won't be when people this are listening out. to this. It's okay. Uh, so Opera House, right? Yes. Have you ever played there? I haven't. Have you played in Toronto? I have not. Oh, this is like my second time being in Toronto my whole life. Really? Which is so weird. Because yeah, literally down. I know. I literally one. lived like next door for twenty two years. I know. Well, anyways, I, I wish you all the best in that uh, in that show. I, I might come check it out. I don't know if maybe the Universal people set me up. Uh, but I'm uh, sure we can yeah, arrange they're, something. They're, they're good to me. Cool. Uh, but I wish you all the best, uh, all the best of success in the upcoming year. Good luck in Europe this summer. And yeah, thanks for coming on. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. I had a great time. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. Bye. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes and every high. I got a lot.